Blog Talk Radio.
Hallelujah, hallelujah, you are my hiding place. Father God, we thank you for being our hiding place. Even his name is the place where the righteous can run in and be saved. And uh, there's no other name under heaven where men can be saved other than the name of Jesus. We give God glory and honor this morning for another week ending. And uh, I thank him. Uh, that you can hear me this morning because yesterday morning there were no sounds. So I had to play two hours worth of what was in the studio. And so I thank the Lord that the day before he had me to, to download those three messages that we heard on yesterday. I was really shocked. And uh, yesterday I was able to play all three messages and get us through the show. He, he He's just an amazing God, and he knows what's best for us. And uh, yesterday, I was in dire straits, and I did not know how I was going to make the blog talk payment yesterday. I really didn't know. I had gone in and put a credit card in that I thought money was on it, and they said the card declined. So I said, well, I don't know. So I was went in the kitchen, and I was sitting there, and I began to talk to the Lord about money. And uh, I get a text, and uh, I began to minister to the person, and uh, they said, well, you know, I want to send you something. I want to, and I I don't want to send it to you because, you know, a word from the Lord, but I want to bless you and your ministry. And so I wrote him back, and I told him, you know, uh, he loves a cheerful giver. And we can give any time we want to, and we don't have to have an excuse nor a reason for our giving. And when you give, plant a seed. Yeah. And uh, they sent the $100. I didn't ask for the $100. They just sent the $100. And I was able to go in yesterday and pay for blog talk. Listen, uh, many times, many times, there are things that are needed. Not always money, but right now, for me, it was money uh, because, you know, I I try to help people, you know, the best that I can. Those that I know that are in dire straits, those that I know, you know, have been trying for themselves, but it's just not working out. And, and I'm the one God sent by with the money for them. And so it, it comes down sometimes that I just don't have it. But when I pray, he always make a way. He he will use somebody. And so he used the person yesterday, and all I could do, whoo, tell him thank you. Hallelujah. Glory to his majesty, because he's a way maker. I've learned that over the years. And see, a lot of things come our way, and it's, oh boy, it's bad news. It's bad news, because we were expecting this, but that comes. We wasn't expecting that, and we don't want that. We want this. But he know what's best for us today. And if we can but wait on him, huh? glory to his majesty. If we can wait on him today, he's coming and take care of it all. He showed me what you are concerned about that for. You know, because when I look back, he has always did what was needed. Always. I've had bills to come up. And I didn't know where I was going to get the money. And many times, at four times, he'll bring it. And I know exactly what it's for. Like yesterday, 
I knew exactly what that $100 was for. I didn't have to think about it. I didn't have to second guess it. I already knew. I had just talked to him in the kitchen about it. He sent the money. It was for blog talk. Yeah, because this is, listen, anything God creates, he takes care of. He takes care of us. He takes care of us. We destroy ourselves. But he takes care of us daily, even with diabetes, even with high blood pressure, heart problems, this kind of problem, kidney Yet God takes care of us. With all of these things, many of us can still eat and drink. and It's just eating and drinking the correct things putting the right stuff in our bodies. Yeah. But he take care of that which he made. Hallelujah. He put blog talk. Jesus in the morning, I'm going to say that. He put that together. I didn't. I would like to say, you know, yeah, I didn't. Uh-uh. I can never say that. I can never say it because I know it was not me, but it was him. Every extra bill that was paid all the bills, I cannot say I paid them. He did it. I'm telling you the truth this morning. 13 years, going on 13 years, no way I would have lasted this long. No way I would have been hyped in, 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 without him. I give him the glory and the honor and the praise. And I know back in the day, many times, uh, folks said he got religion. And some are saying it today. And they don't really know what religion really is. And when we go to God and sell out to him with our whole heart, see, he haven't done as much for some as he has done for others is the way we feel about it. Yeah, see, he delivered uh, Sister Barbara from prison. I ain't never been to prison. <laughs> he gave, he, he allowed her children to be taken and gave all eight of them back. <laughs> Ooh. He never did nothing like that for me. So they they, they they say they love him, but it's on the surface. Yeah, they 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 have a form of godliness, but they deny the power thereof. But when you love him, you'll give up anything for him. If he say it's a no on it, that's what you're saying. No, I can't do it. I don't want it. Don't make you perfect now. Because there will be some things left in your life. Because, see, daily we're striving for perfection in him. I want to be perfect like his son Jesus was perfect. But I wasn't that way because I've done things Jesus never would have done. Oh, glory, glory, glory. Yet I have the opportunity (laughs) daily to strive to be like him. Isn't that wonderful? I didn't make the goal yesterday, but I got an opportunity to make it today. And if I don't make it today and he wakes me up tomorrow, I yet got an opportunity to meet the goal to be perfect like his son. Oh, I'm I'm all right this morning. (laughs) Amen goes right there. But we got to truly learn to love him. Uh Uh-huh. I heard Peter said he would die for him. I mean, uh, uh, Judas Iscariot said he would die for him. Yet he went and sold them out. Apostle Paul said the things that he desired to do, he wasn't doing them. 
That which he didn't desire to do is what he was doing, but he found out what it was. He said it was sin that dwell therein. Sometimes we met head on our problems. We got a lot of messed up people in the world. I was hearing some stuff in counseling yesterday. And I could believe it because it's, it's, it's right there. It, it, the proof is in the pudding. There are all kind of people who have gone through all kind of traumas. And one trauma led to another trauma. And that trauma led to another trauma. And these people walking around, they work with you on the job. Uh, they go to school, some of them with your children. Children have gone through traumatically. Do you know what it's like to see your dad get shot down, blown down? And they would have shot you. But they thought about it. Well, one murder is enough. If I do two, I'll get life. But if I kill this one, I might have a chance. So they don't kill the child. The child grow up with this in them. All their life, they can never forget their dad was blown down. He was a good father. Now, because they lost the father, they got to suffer. Because the mother can't do all that used to be done. Then some people, they're like this. I'm telling you now, in counseling, I've counseled with a lot of people, and I hear a lot of stuff to say uh, they gave, I mean, they have fathers. I wonder what it would feel like to have a daddy. When Father's Day come, they celebrate and they buy their dad something. They cook him a meal. They may take him out. They may take him on a trip. I wonder what that feels like. I never had a father. I couldn't imagine. I had both parents, good parents. I was looking at some things and listening while the person was talking yesterday. And I started looking back at my dad. And I thought to myself, if I did not have this man, I, I don't know what kind of life I would have. I, if I had not had this woman, Mary Lenny Pittman, what kind of life would I have had? So at the moment, I begin to thank God for the parents. I begin to thank God for the leadership of my parents. I didn't follow everything they said. Now, I, did, I did some bad stuff. Yeah, I was a bad girl. Yes. Boy, rotten. But nonetheless, when I got older, I couldn't depart from the training. I had to go back to the training and see what a lot of women don't realize today is this. And, and, and it's been a long time they haven't realized it. But if you don't show your children love, if you don't take time to train your sons and daughters, parents, but mainly women have the responsibility because most times women are the ones who spend, or they used to spend the most time with the children because the scripture, and this is the way the older people taught us, her, her punishment was to bear children and to train those children. His punishment was to go to work and take care of the wife and the children. 
So we came up through that, and all of a sudden, the enemy got in there. We allowed the enemy to come in, and he separated everything. So now it ended up mom raising boys. She don't know how to raise no man. She's never been a man. Uh, uh, has done the best that she could. I did the best that I could with my boys. So that when they turned 18, 19, 20, 21, 30, 42, I'm not still taking care of no grown man. And he in my house. Uh -uh. I knew that these boys had to go out into the world. And the world was not going to treat them as I treated them. So I had to prepare them for that. Then, today, and it could have been a long time ago as well. There's nothing new under the sun. But today, I have never seen so many females, born females, biologically born females. I can't call them women. They haven't grown up yet. Females that still have the mentality of a child that have the adult age, but the adult body, but the mind of a child. And I've never seen so many women give their children up for men. I gave mine up because I was struggling to provide for them, and I broke the law. But to give my children up for a man, I couldn't do it today. I couldn't do it back then. It's just important. That women learn to be women. You got the age, you got the body. Let's work on getting in mind. Like sometimes we have to give them up and let them go. <laughs> I did. But up to my after, you know, I got them back. They became adults. All of this. Listen, you have to give them up and let them go sometimes because they 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 got to have a testimony. And even though today. A lot of women have given their children up for men. The child yet have a testimony to live. And many days it's not a good testimony to them. And they don't feel like, you know, I shouldn't have gone through this. And that's because nobody took the time to teach them about Jesus. It's important that women teach their children about Jesus from birth. You start at an early age training them. And no matter what they do after they leave your house, when they get older, they won't depart from it. It's going to come back. That training is coming back. I've heard so many people say, my mama said this and that. My dad used to say, why, training? Training. I say the same thing today. My dad used to say this. My mom used to do that. Why, training? They took time to teach me what was right. They were not my friends. I wish I would. They were not my friends. They were my parents. <laughs> and they lived according. They lived as parents, not my friends. And, and, and it was none of this for them. I don't want my children to go through what I went through. Let me tell you what they didn't want me to do. They didn't want me to have to suffer for no reason. But they wanted me to go through a lot of things that they went through because it was going to make me a better person in the world. I was going to learn to have respect for others. I was going to learn to have respect for adults. 
I was going to learn how to carry myself as a decent person. Yeah, whether I was saved or not, I wasn't going to be out in the world acting like a fool. God is good. So, if if possible, we need to train our daughters, train our sons. A lot of times, a man is not around. Uh, I had a friend who was like a brother, and uh, he came around and he saw, you know, what type of children I had raised. So he jumped in there, and he was like an uncle to them. Yeah, he was like an uncle to them. And I can remember a morning I didn't have breakfast. I didn't have no food. He said, you weren't going to say nothing. I said, no, I don't don't do all that. He said, yeah, because you think men expect something back. I said, certain ones will. I said, and I just be careful. He said, man, come on, let's go to the grocery store and get some food. Man, what are you doing? (laughs) So uh, he took me to the store, made sure he bought enough for the household. You see? And sometimes we can find good men who will be an uncle, a true uncle to your children. But a lot of times we end up trying to make them daddies, make them husbands. Now, everybody's not a husband. Sometimes they're a good uncle. But you watch as well as pray. And you don't leave your children and trust them to nobody. Not without you being present. Today, I wouldn't allow my children to spend the night at somebody else's house. What? Slumber party. Yeah, you're going to slumber right up there in your own bedroom. Yeah. It's too dangerous. Too much out here now. You send your child over there well, and they come back sick. I'm talking about in their mind because of what has happened to them. Where you allowed them to stay out your house all night. Uh Uh-uh. I don't recommend that today. I recommend you trust no man. And that's the generic term, man or woman with your children today without you being present. And you even have to watch them. I know people have to work in this room, but I don't have nobody else but the daycare. You got to watch all of that too today. Yeah. But God is a way maker. So we pray for whatever we want. We pray for the things that we even need, although he supply needs according to his riches and glory by son Christ Jesus. We yet ask him for the things we believe we need. And what I want, I'm going to ask him for. Yeah, God is good. And I'm thankful unto him. Faithful, oh my goodness, you've never seen no one as faithful as him. And another thing, his word said, if we give, he will cause men to give into our bosom, press down, running together, and shaking over. It's not always money we give him. <laughs> Sometimes it's information. Sometimes it's encouragement. Sometimes it's inspiration. It's a word from the Lord. And God will bless us for that. Because he loves a cheerful giver, and if we're willing to give, he's going to bless us back. But do we believe the word of God? Are we really in that word applying it to our everyday life? The only way the word going to work for you, you must apply it. We can quote it all day long, but if we don't put it to work, it's not going to do too much for you. 
I put it to the test. Y'all hear me? I put it to work because I need it. I need certain doors open. I need some windows of heaven open, pour me out a blessing. I don't have room enough to receive because I want to share with others. So if I get more than, I have enough to give to somebody else. See, I got more than enough yesterday, so I was able to give to blog talk. I get more than enough, I'm able to pay my credit card bill. I get more than enough, I'm able to pay my cell phone bill. Huh? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. He's a provider. He make ways. We don't see no way, but he'll make a way for us. Why? The earth is his. The fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. He made everything and everybody, including that devil. The scripture come up, is there anything too hard for God? Uh, Sometimes we just got to stand still and know that he's God. But is there? Ask yourself. Quite often, ask yourself, is there anything too hard for God? You're going to always come up with a no answer. No. Why? He made the heavens and the earth. He know about things in the earth that we never thought about. He know about things in heaven, the ones that are there, never thought about. I love it, Mr. Over and over and over again, he has made ways. He has opened doors. He has turned situations around. I'm talking about bad situations. He turned it around and it worked together for my good. Yeah. If y'all knew about that criminal record, this is what you would say. Ooh, he surely turned things around in her favor. Much more years and time and of a sinners I should have gotten. But his grace and his mercy, and most of all, his love for me, <laughs> caused me to be more than blessed. Yeah. Now, I, I hadn't come to him yet. You understand? I had not given my life to him fully yet. See, I knew, I knew of him but I didn't really know him. I, I knew somewhat about him. All right, Brother Lewis, God bless you. Have a wonderful visit and a wonderful day. I had not gotten to know him in the fullness yet. And he was yet blessing. Many days, those were the blessings of Almighty God. No way the devil would have blessed me like that. No way. Mm-mm. Nope. But the devil is not in the blessing business. He come to kill, steal, and destroy. He didn't come to bless nobody. Yeah. Now, he'll tell you the truth, but he'll tell you the truth banking on you're not going to believe it. Yeah. That's, that's the only way he's going to tell you the truth. When he know, you, you know, he figure, oh, she ain't going to believe that. I'm going to tell her, but she ain't going to believe it. Uh-huh. And then he, he's banking on you don't believe he's real. Boy, that helped him right there. When you don't believe he's real, that helped him a lot. Yeah. So then he can have his way, and you you thinking it's something else. They got voodoo on me. <laughs> uh, they done called somebody. They done told somebody. No, he at work. But he's banking on you not believing. 
for God's sake for this morning. And I, I really didn't mean to say all of that. I meant to go to prayer and another song. But I thank God for his way, not mine. And uh, he know what's best for us today. And he know what we need. He really know what we want. Yeah. And I'm thankful that you know all of these things for us and about us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So listen, let's go to one more song of the morning. And uh, when we come back, we're coming back with our morning prayer. Hallelujah. Well, my mind, my mind go back 
grateful because if it had not been for you, we would not be here. We opened our eyes this morning, God, because you gave us the strength to open our eyes. We were able to rise because you gave us strength and our limbs and the facilities of our body. We were able to get here, God, because you blessed us and brought us the way of safety and did not allow harm to come to us, Lord. We're grateful to again come into your presence because we know where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And as we come before you today, have your way, Lord. Let flesh be crucified, that you might be glorified, that your people might be edified in the name of Jesus. For God in you is life. And that's what we seek, God, life, eternal life, God. We pray, oh God, today that you will touch every person that have come seeking you, Lord. Bind the hand of the devil, God. Rebuke the hand of the enemy, Lord. God, let your anointing that resonates in this place even now. God, let there be an outpouring on your people. We need you, God, to take us to another level in you, Lord. God, we're faced with demonic forces, God. Evil spirits have come up against us, Lord. And we need to be fortified with your power. God, we can't make it on our own strength, God. We don't have enough to stand on, Lord. But we know, God, that your joy is our strength. Fill us up on today in the name of Jesus. Somebody have come this morning burdened down, God, with the issues of life, God. Somebody, God, is in the battle of their life. Somebody's, God, fighting in their mind and in their spirit, Lord, where the devil have come in to war against them, Lord. But we thank you, God, because we know greater are you that's within us than he that is within this world, God. We know, God, that you are a deliverer, Lord, that you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. And you're no short of your promise, Lord, and you're able to deliver us, Lord. Touch us on today, Lord. We need you like never before. Fill us up with the Holy Ghost, God, and give us a refilling, Lord. But when we leave here today, Lord, huh? we can leave with your anointing, Lord, huh? that as we meet men and women, boys and girls, huh? they might be converted to know who you are, Lord. Huh? In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Huh? We thank you because you are a healer. Huh? You're the God that healeth thee, huh? and healing is in your wings, huh? and you're able to touch our feeble bodies. Huh? You're able to save our troubled souls, huh? and in the name of Jesus, huh? bind every demon, Lord, huh? every demonic force, Lord. Huh? God, that comes to keep us uh, in the same place, Lord. Uh, we're willing, God, to surrender uh, and say yes to your will, Lord. Uh, we're willing to turn our lives, God, uh, over into your hands, Lord, uh, because we come to the place, God, uh, where we realize like never before, uh, we need you, Jesus. Uh, more than anything we know, uh, we need you, Jesus. Uh, while men are trying to find, God, uh, solutions to this chaotic world, God, uh, we're looking to you. 
you, Lord, because we know for every right desire, there is an answer. And Jesus, you're that answer. There's no need for us, God, to turn hither or thither, Lord. We need but to look for you, Lord, because you're the answer, God, for our trouble lies, Lord. Touch on the day, God. Break every yoke, oh God. Save on the day, God. Deliver on the day, God. Jesus, we need you, Lord. We need you, Jesus. We need you, Jesus. We're crying out to you, Lord. We know that you're able to save our souls. We know that you're able, God, to heal our bodies, Jesus. We know that you're able, God, to turn our situations around. Jesus, no other help we know. No other help we know. No other help we know, God. You're able, Jesus, to deliver our children. You're able, Jesus, to save the unsaved husband. You're able, Jesus, to heal the cancer patient. Nothing too hard for you, Jesus. No other God we know. We know that you're able, Jesus. We know that you're able, Jesus. We say yes to your will, God. Yes to your way, Lord. Have your way, Jesus. And we'll thank you for it. And we'll give your name the praise. And we'll bless you, Lord. Yes, we thank you, Lord. And we bless your holy name. Come on, open your mouth and give the Lord some praise.
John 11, permit me to begin reading at verse number 20 of John chapter 11. I'm reading from the English Standard Version of the Bible. Therein the reading is this. So when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him. But Mary remained seated in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is coming into the world. Amen. You may be seated. This is God's word. Permit me to label the message simply tonight. I am the resurrection. I am the resurrection. There are two special Christological features in the Gospel of John. First, there are seven signs of deity that Christ performs. In fact, essential to John's Gospel are these seven miracles of Jesus he, he records. But John does not call these miracles. He calls them signs. He calls them signs to emphasize the purpose of the mighty acts rather than the nature of them. A sign never exists for itself. A sign always points to something else. John calls the miracles of Jesus signs because the miracles of Jesus point beyond themselves. They point to the identity of Jesus. They point to the deity of Christ. But not only do we find in John's Gospels, Gospels, seven signs of deity that Christ performs, but there are also seven claims or statements of deity Jesus proclaims. Our text tonight is the fifth of these seven self-descriptive I am statements Jesus declares in the Gospel of John. These I am statements point to the deity of the Lord Jesus as they are clearly intended to Elude to the covenant name of God with which he revealed himself to Moses at the burning bush. I am 
that I am. And at the same time, these statements affirm the sufficiency of Jesus for every need in the human life. Jesus is bread. Jesus is light. Jesus is the door. Jesus is the good shepherd. And tonight we will see that Jesus is the resurrection and the life. These signs and statements in John are closely connected to one another. But there's no place where we see the connection more clearly than in this fifth I am statement that sits right in the middle of John 11, which records the miraculous raising of Lazarus from the dead. In the Gospels, there are three unique instances when Jesus raises the dead back to life. In the Gospel of Mark, chapter 5, verse 21 through 43, there is the record of Jesus raising to life a little girl, the daughter of a ruler of the synagogue named Jairus. He came to Jesus as his daughter was low sick. And by the time he returned home with Jesus, the news was presented that his daughter had already died. But Jesus showed up spoke to the little girl and took her by the hand and lifted her up and then said to her parents, now give her something to eat. And then in Luke chapter 7, verses 11 through 17, we see Jesus and a crowd following him into the village of Name, and they run into a crowd leaving the village of Name. This crowd leaving the village, is following a widow woman who is taking her only son to be buried. And so the crowd of joy meets the crowd of sorrow, and the intersection is the presence of Jesus. And Jesus speaks to the young man and tells him to rise again, and turns the funeral procession into a great celebration. And then in this third instance, we find in our text, Jesus raising from the dead the brother of Mary and Martha, whose name was Lazarus. The Bible says in the opening verses of John 11, now a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. It was Martha who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair. His brother Lazarus was ill. So the sister sent to him Jesus, saying, Lord, he whom you love is ill. When Jesus heard it, he said, This illness does not lead to death. It's for the glory of God so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. After these words of introduction, the remainder of this record of the raising of Lazarus is really played out in a series of conversations. 
verses 5 through 16, there is a conversation between Jesus and his disciples. This conversation highlights for us the divine wisdom of Jesus. And then later in the chapter, in verses 28 through 37, we will find a conversation between Jesus and Mary, which highlights the divine compassion of Jesus. In our text, we find the middle conversation between Martha and Jesus. This conversation highlights the divine authority of Jesus. This interchange between Jesus and Martha is arguably one of the greatest conversations in the Bible. I suggested to you that the conversation Jesus has with the disciples reflects his divine wisdom. They sent this urgent message, did Mary and Martha, trusting that Jesus would rush to Bethany to rescue their ailing brother. But to the contrary, when Jesus received the news, he took his time. In fact, by the time he showed up, in the city of Bethany, Lazarus had been dead for four days. The gospel makes it clear that Jesus delayed out of divine wisdom. I don't have time to walk you through that, and that's not some uh, pulpit excuse for poor exposition. That's a whole sermon by itself. But Jesus, through this miracle, wants to teach his disciples and you and me an important lesson. That he doesn't have to ever be in a hurry because he has just as much power at the cemetery as he does at the hospital. And so he just takes his time and lets Lazarus grow sicker and sicker until Lazarus dies. And the procession and funeral is planned. The mourners show up. The embalming of Lazarus takes place. The funeral happens. The weepers are sitting at the house with Mary and Martha. In fact, by the time Jesus shows up, read the end of the story, when he finally tells the girls to roll the stone away, Martha says, wait a minute, Lord, he's been in there for a minute. He stinks by now. Jesus delayed out of divine wisdom. But the conversation of which our text is a part tonight reflects Martha's absence from the conversation Jesus has with the disciples. Jesus tells the disciples but he doesn't explain to Martha why he is delaying. And Martha is left struggling with the reality of being left in God's waiting room. Have you ever been there? 
If you're like me, I hate waiting. It's just a discipline God has to constantly help me with. I'm like the, the old saint that prayed to the Lord, give me patience and give it to me right now. <laughs> it's hard, isn't it, for us to wait on things and people. And that's true even when it comes to God. And yet there are times when God makes you sit in his waiting room. And it makes you wonder, does God, sometimes you sit there so long you wonder, does he even know I'm still here? Does he care about what I'm going through? Is he at work in my situation? Mary. And Martha are waiting on Jesus. And they wait so long that it seems as if all hope is gone. Lazarus dies. But the good news of John 11, and I don't want to be too long tonight, but the good news of John 11 is just this. Death is never a real threat to anyone who trusts in Jesus. I need to say that again. Death is never a real threat to anyone who trusts in Jesus. Jesus shows this in this text, and it is emphasized in this conversation that Martha has with Jesus. Jesus finally shows up. And when the news gets to the house that he has finally arrived in the town, Mary in her grief stays where she is, but when Martha receives the news, she rushes out to meet him, and she confronts the Lord with a subtle rebuke spoken from the sorrow of her heart. She says to Jesus in verse number 21, Lord, if you had been here, mm -hmm. my brother... Wouldn't die. Would not have died. Come on now. Come on. Here we see the tension of the text. Mm -hmm. It is, listen, the temptation to put Jesus in a box. Mm. Listen again to her word of sorrow. Lord, if you would have been here my brother would not have died. Uh -huh. These, this word of sorrow places Jesus in a box mm -hmm. and limits what he is able to do mm -hmm. in terms of time and space. Mm -hmm. She limits Jesus based upon 
time factors. If you would have been here while he was still sick, mm-hmm. if you would have been here while he still had a pulse, okay. if you would have been here while he was still alive, sick oh. though he was, maybe then you mm-hmm. could have done something. Mm-hmm. But now that he's dead, she all but says to Jesus, you could have stayed where you were. Mm-hmm. It's too late now mm-hmm. because he's dead. Just put a footnote there. Too late is not in Jesus' vocabulary. But we, we have a way of limiting Jesus on the basis of time factors. And then we limit Jesus on the basis of space factors. Mm-hmm. If you would have been here, mm-hmm. he wouldn't have died. Come on. If you would have shown up where I wanted you to be, when I wanted you to be here, Come on. you could have fixed the situation. Mm-hmm. I don't know where you were <laughs> when Come I on. needed you because yes, you were off somewhere else. Uh-huh. My brother died when he mm-hmm. could have been healed if you would have just been here. Yes, sir. I wish I had help tonight. If you just would have been here. She, she limits Jesus to space. Uh-huh. But geography never limits the power of Jesus. Come on here. I said geography never limits the power of Jesus. Thought I'd have a witness there. I'm glad I brought my own. When you get a chance, read Luke chapter 7, verses 1 through 10. There is a Roman centurion who has a servant who is low sick. And he is such a respected man in the community that the Jews go to Jesus and ask a favor. They say, he's a good man, and if you can do anything, please come and heal his beloved servant. Mm -hmm. And Jesus agrees to go, but on the way, the news gets to the centurion that Jesus is on his way. Yes, sir. And he sends a message back to Jesus before he arrives. And he says, Jesus, I know a little bit about authority. Mm-hmm. I got rank in the army, and I know a little bit about authority and submission. I know what it's like to tell someone to go, and they go and tell somebody to come, and they come. I know about authority and submission. And I'm a sinner. I'm not worthy. I'm glad that you're coming. But I'm not worthy for you to come in my house. But since I know a little bit about authority and submission, let me just say, don't, don't even, don't even worry about coming to my house. Hmm. If you just speak the word right where you are, Mm -hmm. help me hear somebody. My servant will be healed. Mm -hmm. Jesus says, whew. I ain't seen faith like this in all of Israel. Help me hear somebody. In fact, he doesn't see it here in his own dear friend Martha, 
mm. who limits Jesus to time and space. Yes, sir. She subtly rebukes Jesus with her word of sorrow. Mm. But you got to give her a little bit of credit. Don't lean on Martha too hard. Get off Martha. Don't, don't ride her too hard. Because she has to be commended. Her faith wasn't perfect, but it was real. Listen to what she says. This is the kind of faith you need to have. Uh, verse 22, but even now, I'm a little upset. My heart is broken. I don't understand why you were taking so long. But <laughs> even now, even now, that, that's, why, that's why you don't have to put Jesus in a box. Mm-hmm. When it seems like all hope is gone. Yes, sir. Even now. Even now. He can make a difference. Yes, sir. He says, but even now, I know whatever you ask of God, mm-hmm. he'll do it. Yes. Jesus says to this girl in verse 23, don't, don't worry. You are going to see your brother again. Mm-hmm. Because he's going to rise up from the dead. Look at verse 24. Martha puts on her theological cap. And she says, yes, Lord, you, you got your doctrine right. I know he's going to rise again, here's the key phrase, in the last day. That's eschatological talk in the end times, in the consummation of history. When Jesus returns to consummate the kingdom and all of the saints in Christ will rise from the dead. I, I know he, I'll see him again one of these old days. Isn't that great? Getting up morning when the Wicked shall cease from troubling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the weary shall be at rest and will lay down our hymn books and Bibles and study war no more. I know one glad morning when this life is over. He'll rise again. Jesus says, instead of reading theology, you need to listen to me. <clears throat> Verse 25. I just want to walk around this for just a minute. I am mm-hmm. the resurrection and the life. Yes, sir. Don't talk to me about the last day. Mm-hmm. And one of these old days, you're confused. Mm-hmm. What you're talking about, you're talking to. What you're looking for, you're looking at. I, and only I, am the resurrection mm-hmm. and the life. Mm-hmm. Don't look to a time. Don't look to a place. Look to me. 
I'm the resurrection. I am the life. What does it mean for Jesus to be the resurrection? What does it mean for Jesus to be the resurrection? Glad you asked. Listen to the next statement. Whoever believes in me, though he may die, yet shall he live again. Yet shall he live. That's what it means when Jesus says, I'm the resurrection. Mm -hmm. If you believe in Jesus, when you die, death does not have the last word. If you believe in Jesus, though you may die, you will live again. I brought my own witness. At the point of death, Job, in Job 19, verses 25 and 26, says this, but I know my Redeemer lives. Yes, sir. And at the last, he shall stand upon the earth. And though the worms shall eat up my flesh, this I know in my flesh, I shall see God. Mm-hmm. Jesus affirms this when he says, I am the resurrection. Yeah. <laughs> um, John, Job 14, verse 14. Job raises the question of the ages. Here it is. If a man dies, shall he live again? All right. He didn't get the answer to his question for centuries. And ironically, the answer to the question came at a graveside. As Jesus says to his grieving friends, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he may die, yet shall he live. That's what it means for Jesus to be the resurrection. What does it mean for Jesus to be the life? Look at verse 26. Whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. I'm almost done. This fifth I am statement is unique to me because it seems to me to be the only one of these I am statements that is more about the person who heard it than it is about the person who said it. Jesus makes one of the greatest claims to divine sovereignty, authority in the New Testament. I am the resurrection and the life. This is the bottom line. If if you can't believe this, I'm going to just tell you, you can't believe nothing Jesus says. All that water to wine stuff is cute, but if he don't have power over life and death, he can't do us no good. This is the biggest statement that you'll find in all of these I am statements. Mm -hmm. But when he makes it, he immediately shifts the focus from himself to Mary And says to the young lady, 
Do you believe this? Mm. That's the issue you need to go home and wrestle with tonight. <laughs> Jesus is going to do his part. He is who he says he is. Here's what determines whether there will be a difference in your life. Do you believe this? With this question, here's the outline. I'm just going to give it. I'm not going to walk through it. But with this question, Jesus calls for personified Mm-hmm. Don't look for a day and a place. Look to me. Do you believe this about me? And then he calls for present tense faith. Don't, don't wait for the last day. If you trust me, I can do it today. Mm-hmm. And he calls for personal faith. Mm-hmm. It's not about what Mary believes. Do you? Are y'all in here with me tonight? Do you believe that Jesus is who he says he is? That's the question. The question is not about what time it is. The issue is not about where you find yourself. The issue is not what's going on. There's only one question that really matters in all of life. Here it is. Do you believe that Jesus is who he says he is? If he is who he says he is, it does not matter what time it is. It does not matter what you are going through. And it does not matter where you find yourself. Jesus is able to take what is dead and give new life again. Hallelujah. Do you believe this? Mary says, verse 27, yes, Lord. I believe, I believe you are the Messiah. That's what the word Christ there means. I believe you are divine. You're the son of God. I believe you are the fulfillment of Old Testament prophecy, prediction, and promise. You are the one who is coming into the world. This is where I want to close with. We hear this, and you know what we say to Martha? Amen. I believe it too. You got it right, Martha. But it's easy to say it. Harder to trust it when you find yourself at a dead end. This uh, past week, there was a publicized 
high wire stunt at Niagara Falls. This is nothing, however, made a big deal about it, but it's nothing compared to what happened decades ago through a French acrobat named Jean-Claude Gravelet. His stage name was Charles Blondin. They didn't call him that. They called him the Great Blondin. He did high wire acts at Niagara Falls. It's hard for them to count. You look him up, how many high wire acts at Niagara Falls he performed, walking across on the wire. Walking across on a wire back and forth, walking on a wire with his hands tied on one occasion. On one occasion, he walked across carrying a man on his back. When he made it to the other side, the crowds cheered. He said, do you believe I can do it? Yes, they cried. And he said, anyone else want to get on? <laughs> Nobody volunteered. It's easy to say you trust. It's easier to say it, but hard to walk it out. when you get to a dead end. I'm glad that the power of his word is even greater than the weakness of my faith. Mary comes out. He has a conversation with her and at this point, his heart is so broken, John eleven thirty five 35 says, Jesus wept. With a heavy heart, Jesus says in verse 34, where have you laid them? Can I just talk to you for a minute? That's what Jesus is saying in your life. Just show me where it is, where the problem is. Just Show me where you got in trouble. Huh? Show me where the burden is. Show me. Come on here. Jesus arrived at the graveside of Lazarus. Verse 39, and he says, take the stone away. Martha said to him, same verse, Lord, he's been dead for four days now. There's an odor. That'll fill the air if we open the tomb now. And Jesus said to her, verse 40, didn't I tell you that if you just believe, you'll see the glory of God. I'm skipping now. Verse 43. I told you the story is told in a series of conversations. He has a conversation with the disciples, 
<laughs> he has a conversation with, with Martha. He has a conversation with Mary. Best part is, he has a conversation with Lazarus. I got to let y'all alone. He said, Lazarus. Are y'all in here with me? Lazarus, verse 43, come out of there. And you know the old preacher said that he had to call Lazarus by his name. He couldn't just say, come out. Because if he would have just said, come out, all the dead since Cain killed Abel would have came out of the grave. So he said, Lazarus, come out. Lazarus came out of the tomb mummified, wrapped in bandage, wearing grave clothes. Jesus said, loose him and let him go. I'm trying to let y'all alone. Just trying to figure out tonight, have you any rivers that seem uncrossable? Mm-hmm. Have you any mountains that you can't tunnel through? I got good news for you tonight. God specializes. Yes, he does. In things that men say are impossible. And he's able to do what no other power is able to do. Hallelujah. Can I show you one more thing? Just one more thing. If y'all don't go with me here, I'll just go home and shout by myself. The next paragraph, verse 45, I ain't going to read it, says that when he raised Lazarus, the religious leaders started plotting to kill him. We can't let him. We can't let him hang around much longer. Because if he's going to be raising up dead folk, All right. ain't no way we can stop him. We, we, we got to put an end mm-hmm. to this. Yes, then drop down to John chapter 12, verses 9 through 11. Mm-hmm. Mary, the sister, threw a party with Jesus as the guest of honor. I'm through here. She just wanted to say to him, thank you. For raising up my brother. The house is filled with people who are, first of all, invited to the dinner, and then all of these others who, in that ancient day, who could just show up and stand around the house and watch the festivities. But we're also told that, verses 9 through 11, that the religious leaders showed up because they wanted to see Jesus. But they didn't just want to see Jesus. They wanted to see Lazarus also. Somebody ought to hear me. Whom he had raised from the dead. And when they saw him, they determined that we, if we're going to stop this movement, we can't just kill Jesus. We got to kill Lazarus. 
Because every day Lazarus is walking around. He's a living testimony that there ain't no thing too hard for Jesus to fix. I'm trying to quit, but I just wanted to ask you tonight, why do you think you still hanging around? Why do you think God woke you up this morning? Why do you think he keeps putting breath in your lungs? Why do you think he keeps protecting you from danger seen and unseen? Why do you think he keeps opening doors that's been closed in your face? Why do you think it is that every time it looks like you're at a dead end, the Lord makes a way somehow? It's because he wants your life to be a testimony that because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Have I got a witness? Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know who holds the future. And life is worth living because he lives. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Anybody here tonight can say, I got a testimony. He's real. In my soul, yeah! Hallelujah! 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 Come on, shake somebody's hand and tell them, I got a testimony tonight. Tell them, God has smiled on me. He has set me free. God has smiled on me. He's been good. Thank you, Jesus. So good. Ain't he been good? Ah, he's been good. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. looking for some inspirational gospel content just subscribe to brother rollins youtube channel today we post the most motivational Within your trouble, you can share. You can share. It's too late. 
the blessing yeah. from above, from above. Heals the sick, and it heals the lame. Says you can do it too, in Jesus' name. because he added it in a good place. And he talked about Mary and Martha and Lazarus. And he talked about raising Lazarus from the dead. And see, this is what I know. I know beyond any shadow of a doubt that God is who he says he is. And I also know this. There's nothing too hard for him to do. Now, I'm not telling you 
according to what they taught me, the Sunday school teacher, the preacher, other people. I read it in a book, other than the Bible. I'm telling you from experience what God has done for me. The unbelievable brought me into a place where I never thought I would ever be. Non-law breaking. Huh? Sleep every night without a man. What? I don't have to get high to survive. I don't need weed, Budweiser, Crown Royal, and no other crown to survive in this world. I can face whatever I need to face because, like the preacher said, because he lives, I can face anything that comes my way because of him, not because of me. But when I look back at this thing, Lazarus had been in the grave for four days. I, I just got to say that. Four days already, he's been dead. Yeah. And, and, and Jesus was a ways off. He was somewhere else. Doing the will of him that sent him. He took his time to come back. Oh, yeah, to Bethany. Well, he was in Bethany. And it, but he took his time getting back to Mary and Martha. And he he, he wanted to comfort them concerning their brother. Yeah. And as soon as Martha heard Jesus was coming, she went and met him. But Mary sat still in the house. <laughs> Somebody was a little upset, like the preacher said. <laughs> but we don't have to be upset because it takes God a while to do what he want to do for us. But there is no timing like his timing. He's got the best timing I ever saw in my life. There's no other timing like God's timing. I'm telling you the truth. He's always on time. He's never late. He don't forget. I heard the preacher say did he forget me? Do he know I'm still waiting on him? And I know somebody said, well, where is he? Where is he? And I'm waiting. Things getting worse. They that wait, hallelujah, upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount, they shall mount up on with wings like an eagle, they shall run and never fade. Need you to teach me, Lord. Teach me, Lord. Teach me, Jesus. Teach me, Lord. Teach me, Lord, how to wait. Yeah, we got to ask him to teach us how to wait. Because everything is not unto death because the world says so or science says so. No, everything is not unto death. Uh, you'll find that even in the scriptures there's some sickness, uh, they're not unto death, but we make them be because we, we, we need it right now. The doctor say, uh, my toe swole. I, I need you to heal that toe right now. God said, no, the toe don't need healing right now. It's going to give you a few days off work so you can be off work legally and get some things done at the house. Now, the doctor gave you three days off. The third night you go to bed, when you wake up in the morning, the toe will be here. But I'm giving you some time off to get some other things done. I'm giving you some time off to spend some time with me in personal Bible study, in personal prayer life, in your prayer closet. 
Heal it right now, Lord. Do it right now. Everything right now. We don't need everything right now. Again, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Oh, yeah. We got to wait on him. Because it's nothing we can do until he come anyway. I don't care how much we rant, rage, uh, try this, try that. Because, you know, some of us, we're going we gonna to get it done because, you know, we're going to do it our way. And the Lord is saying, can you hold on? Can you hold on? I want to bless you. I, I, I want to teach you something. No, uh-uh. No, I, I, I need it now. Don't let my mama die. Mama ready to go, tired. Body racking with pain. They got her on medications and all kind of stuff. She can't get up. She just laying there, laying there. And we just over her praying, Lord, don't let mama die. Lord, raise mama up. Mama said, no, don't raise me up, Lord. Let me go on and take a rest. I'm tired. But we don't consider these things because we want what we want. When I look at Psalms 27 and 14, listen to this. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. If we come, but wait on him. He's coming. I told you yesterday, I, I, I didn't know why, what, how, when, or where, but I know God. And I went in the kitchen, I'm telling you, I sat to the counter, and I began to talk to him. As a matter of fact, the show was going on while I did this. I came back in here and was finishing up. Thank you, Brother Lewis. And I, I, I got the message. Yeah, he had already sent the money. I was able to pay blog talk yesterday. Not a day late. They gave me 24 hours. <laughs> he moved within 24 hours. I'm just telling you the kind of God he is. When we be careful where we put our lips and who we put our lips on, that's another important thing, too, in this life. We, we got to repent on the spot as, and mean it. Ask God to forgive you right now because we can say some things. Yeah. We can even think wrong. Watch yourself now, Bob. Our wrongdoings, our wrong thoughts, our wrong speaking, our wrong feelings. When we find out we done did it, we repent right then. We don't talk about God know the intent of the heart, but who we, yes, he does, and that's what's the sad part for us is that he truly know what's in your heart. He know your thoughts, whether they're good or evil. He see what you're doing every day, whether it's good or evil, because his eyes truly are in every place. He's beholding the evil and the good. He know you by your name. I'm telling you the truth this morning. So we don't want to block our blessings by being wise in our own eyes. We don't want to block our blessings by leaning to our own understanding. Now, in all our ways, we want to acknowledge God. He's going to direct the path. 
But what we do, we sit around knowing the outcome. Now, I can't I can't go there no more because they said, who is they? <laughs> huh? When you serve the risen Savior, you serve the true and living God, Jehovah, that have all power. Who are they against Jehovah God? Who made the heavens and the earth? Where they at? Who are they? Now, I'm going to believe the report of the Lord this morning. His report says, I'm healed, I'm filled, and I have the victory. He didn't say if the judge said this. He didn't say if the lawyer said No, he, he didn't say all that. You're going to sue me. No, he's, he's, he's not talking about that. Oh, you owe me. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh-uh. He said you're the head and not the tail. You're above and not beneath. I don't care what the situation looks like, what it feels like to you. That's what he said. And if we go on what he said, we're going to stand on his word. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That's what we do. We believe in the report of the Lord. We believe in God going to turn it around. And he can and he will. He has done it over and over again. He didn't stop once. The last time he did that for somebody, he didn't stop turning things around for your good. Oh, but they said, no, no, I can't go with they, nor them. <laughs> I got to go with God, the report of the Lord. His report said, if I ask you to be given, if I seek, I'm a find. I asked him, he gave it yesterday. And if I seek him, I'm going to find what I need in him. Those of us that come to him, we must believe for the rest of our life that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I, 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 it's just reminders over and over. You hear this thing over and over. Yeah, because this is what we must walk in God. And the just shall live by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. And we got to believe it and move on. Don't, don't, don't bring nothing to it. No, they say. We, we don't need no they say. Uh-uh. God said. That's how we planned it. Off of what he said. The one who, who got the last word. We, we planned it off the one who made man. And can turn even man's mind around. He can lay something on man's heart and man will uh, uh, take heed to it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He told me yesterday morning, look, so-and-so ain't been in a couple of days. What's going on? And uh, a while back, they was under the weather. You didn't, you, you're you not going to check on them? He laid that on my heart. And I began to check on them. And when I began to check on them, they, they even said, thank you for checking on me. I went to texting. I went to typing. Uh, it wasn't me. It wasn't me, but it was him. And for all of us that believe, for all of us that have received his spirit, greater is he that lives within us than he that is in the world. We want to walk in that every day. Greater is he that lives within us than he that is in the world. All it takes is a few seconds. And you can talk to the Lord and tell him what you want, tell him what you need. And when I tell you he's going to move, he'll move. I said that. I'm telling you, I wasn't there 10 minutes, 5 minutes, 
15 minutes or an hour. I was there just a few minutes, and I told him. And then I had to repent for some things. I said, Lord, I'm thinking about money. <laughs> and I laughed. I said, I'm wrong for this, Lord. I said, my mind shouldn't be on money. My mind should be on you and your word. This is what I was telling him. And after I got through, I, I told him what I needed, what I wanted, and I went on. Came back in here and began to finish up, and he blessed, took care of the bill. Isaiah 57 and 1 says, the righteous perish, perish, and no man lay it to heart. And merciful men are taken away, none considering that the righteous is taken away from the evil to come. We got a God who's on our side. He look, look what he did. Oh, we got so much. He gave man the knowledge and wisdom how to write a song, put a tune to it. Look what he did. He always wants us to be encouraged concerning him, concerning his word. His word said this, must Jesus, I mean, the songwriter wrote the song. Must Jesus bear the cross alone and all the world go free? No. There's a cross for everyone, and I know there's a cross for me. Look at this next song. Because he lives. Who lives in Jesus? Who lives in the true and living God? Jehovah, they're one. Because Jesus lives, because Jehovah lives, and they're one, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. I'm not afraid of nothing. I'm not fearful of nothing. Why? I know who hold my future. Who holding it? Jesus. He's holding my future. And life is worth the living. Just because he lived. Nothing else. Not because of the house on the hill with the dog named Fluffy. Not because of no American dream, no car, no job, no prestige. I no family member. Because he lived. Life is worth the living just because he lives. All fear is gone because I know he's holding my future. But do we really believe this? Or do we come to this conclusion when, when nothing else, oh, I'm about to have to lay here and this is the last resort, then we want to go to God. No, I want to go to him first. Because, see, when you go to him first and you go to the altar, you put it on, go boldly, too. Go expecting and knowing that God got the power to turn your situation around. Go put that thing on the altar and walk away. Now, if you need to pray again, it's okay. Go ahead and pray again. If you need to shake it off you. But I tell you what happens to me. I forget. And it's not because of old age. I mean, I got some issues with the forgetfulness in older age. Yeah, I'm 66. <laughs> so I'm going to forget some things. But I forget what I put on the altar because I'm through with it. I, I, I no longer have it. I don't need it. I've given it to Almighty God who have all power, and I walked away. I'm looking to do something else. Either I'm looking for a new movie, uh, 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 I'm looking to help somebody, or I'm going to take somebody somewhere to get something done. Uh, these are the kind of things I'm doing once I put it on the altar. 
What else can I do? What else can I do? He said, take your burdens to the Lord and leave them there. Lord, my neighbor, bring my garbage can in front of the garage every Friday. After the garbage man runs. That's a blessing in itself. Yeah. So, look, I don't have to box and battle and fight with things. I just leave it to the Lord, put it on the altar and walk away. Put the word to it. Let the word do the work for you. And when I got through praying and I began to quote the word of God back to him, he honored his word because he knows his word is true. Just some reminders this morning, just some reminders. But I am the resurrection. He is. Jesus is the resurrection. Oof. I don't think I'm going to die in him. Mm-mm. Because I lost my life. I'm losing my life. And if I lose my life for his sake, I'm going to gain it. I'm going to gain more than him. Because he's a more than God. Hallelujah. Amen goes right there this morning. So look, uh, I'm going to this one request. And uh, when I come back, the studio is open. If anyone has something they would like to say, please feel free to press that number one. And come in this morning. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to his majesty. Hallelujah. While I'm waiting on you, I'm waiting, Lord, because I know you won't pass me by. At the right time, right at the right time, you're going to bring the blessing that I need. And sometime when it's a right now time, God going to move in. I didn't even ask him. He just moved and done it for me. I needed some things turned around. I, I, I didn't get a chance to ask him. He just did it for me because the timing was right. And if it'll work together for your good, he's going to do it. If you love him and you're called according to his purpose, you 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 working unto him, not unto you. Yeah. You want him to be lifted up. You don't want people lifting you up. So if you're working unto him, hallelujah, he's going to bless you. He won't owe no man. And again, this morning, the benefits are awesome. Oh, my goodness. You you, you don't know these kind of benefits. He'll give you peace in the midst of the storm. I'm telling you what I know. The whirlwind is all around you, but you're sitting there in perfect peace. You got your mind on him. Many times you won't even see the world winning. By the time you look, it's over. Oh, yeah. I thank him this morning. I can't help but thank him. He's on my side. He's been on my side. and uh, He won't turn loose. I, I definitely can't turn him loose. I need him. Because without him, I can do nothing. Without him, I can't make it. Yeah. Songwriter also said this, where would I be without the Lord? Where would we be? Yeah. Bishop Timothy Wright come back with one that said, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah. Savior, Savior, Savior. That need more than to be converted. I need to be more than religious. Yeah, I, I I need to be spiritual. I need to be holy. I need to walk in a, his path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yeah, I, I don't need to be wise in my own eyes. I don't need to lean to my own understanding. I, I need to lean to his word, hallelujah. And it just shall live by faith again this morning. We walk by faith and not by sight again this morning. Oh, I know what they said. Who's bigger than God? Is that what you want? Uh, you want what you want? Tell God about it. Now look, if he can move mountains when the false prophet come and proper lie, as they say to me, properly lie, I tell him, I said, Lord, you heard what they spoke on me. <laughs> Do it, God. Do it for me. And the Lord will move. Yeah. I knew he didn't tell him to tell me that because he had already talked to me. He had already told me. But when they spoke that, I, I went back to him and, and said, Lord, you heard what they said. Do it for me. Uh-huh. And it's all right today in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Good morning to you, my goddaughter, Laura. And a God bless you, baby. Good morning to you, Sister Rita. I got your song coming, Sister Rita. Good morning to you, uh, Pastor David and... Uh, I see another six, seven number. Forgive me if I don't remember the name. Uh, two, six, seven, five, eight, six. God bless you. 
and another in 267-968. God bless both of you this morning in the name of Jesus. Good morning to you, Minister Shonda. God bless you, baby. God bless you. And good morning to you, Sister Irene. Good morning to you, Sister Dorothy Goodman. And good morning to you, Sister Jerry Cloud. I'm coming at you, Jerry Cloud. I'm coming at you. Good morning. God bless you. How are you? Good morning, Sister Barbara. I am well. How are you? I am blessed over here. Yes, I am. As my mother used to say, he's an on-time God. Yes, he is. He may not come when you want him, but he's on time. Mm-hmm. And as the minister said, even in death, you shall live. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, please don't pass me by, Lord. Yeah, Lord. It was a good sermon. My phone was acting crazy this morning, and I did a bad thing. I just threw it up against the wall. And all of a sudden, it flanked on. I was like, oh, oh, Lord, forgive me. I, you got to really work on my temper because I'm getting worse with this attitude. I plugged the phone up, then it started working. Because it was working, and then it dropped off. I picked up the phone and threw it up against the wall. And I'm like, oh, Lord, what am I doing? Because, see, he wanted me to hear what I needed to hear. So accept what God allows. He brought me right on time for the prayer that I needed and the sermon. So, Jerry, why are you throwing the phone up against the wall? That ain't going to make God move. He is not moved by your attitude. The doctor was not moved by your attitude. Nobody gets upset by your attitude, Jerry. Mama don't move because you have your little attitude. You know, small thing, Jerry, calm down. Ain't nobody going to run because you say, Barbara, you ain't got nothing. Mama said, okay. Lord, please don't pass me by. He got to work on this temple of mine. It just is out of control. Well, no, out of control. Jerry Crowell, yeah. stop speaking negative things to yourself. You're going to have what you speak. Stop. You ain't got no, no attitude. Stop speaking all this stuff. Listen. Well, what do I have now, then, Bobby? You need some patience. I'm going to tell you what you don't have. Patience. You need okay. patience because you got to wait. And and not everything in the world evolves uh, 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 is all about Jerry Crowell. No, no. This is no, what's no, happening. No. You got to sit back and evaluate in the spirit, in, in, in the word of God, and look and see what his word says to do. Yeah. Not jump to conclusion. I don't care what happens. If the house catches fire, you ain't going to jump to no conclusion. You're going to get out of there. That's your focus. Lord, help me to get out. Everything is God help me to do it. Lord, bless me with this. Lord, bless me with that. And I'm not looking at nobody else, and I'm not looking at nothing else, but I'm keeping my eye on the cross. I'm looking to the hills from which cometh my help. All my help comes from the Lord. Because see, the enemy, your flesh and the enemy come in, and they will make a big havoc and just knock you off your feet and just have you wallowing around in pity and sorrow and 
going back to your old roots and instead of have you living back in the past and thinking on the past, none of that will help you. I'm looking to the hills. That's what it where you want from this my help comes from. Yeah, because all of your help comes from the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. So yeah, you don't want to get with that negative thing, Jerry. I'm telling you, it'll take you under. Yeah, but no negative. this morning. My phone always cut on. Well, you but, need a new phone. That's what you need. If I'm honest. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're right. Okay, Lord, and one. No, you don't do that either. Once you get a new phone, it's a new day. Until you get a new phone, just have the patience to deal with what you got. It could be that you don't have no phone. Huh? You're right. You're right. You're right. Amen. Okay. But look at God. He bless you with a phone, some type of phone. So have some patience, Jerry, and stop all of that negative and speaking to yourself and me. thank you for going to the doctor with me, Bob, because that doctor was going to go up under the bus. <laughs> well, Jerry, I saw it. He, he, he had to do something different. But you got to do something different. And, uh, and one last thing for you, Mrs. Crowley. You can't do all of this stuff and expect for folks to love you. It won't work. Um, I was trying to be nice to him. No, you, no, Jerry, go ahead on now. Stop it, I said. But I was. Uh huh. Okay. And he he thanked you for coming in with me. He said, Thank you for coming in with us. Thank you for coming in with me. Yeah, so he saw the difference when I came in and when you came in alone. He saw the difference. Yeah. Oh, I wasn't bad then. I was trying to show my best behavior. Oh, that, that, that was, yeah, okay. But look, we, we're not going to talk about that. That's past and gone. God bless you in the situation. And he blessed me Ooh, to be there. Yeah. And he moved in a different way for you. Yes, he so, did, Barbara. Thank you. I, I got it good with you. I'm going to always keep you. No, we got, it good. we got it good with the Lord. And we don't want to keep dwelling on that either, on the past of what we done done wrong. But if I we feel ask, so bad about it. I feel really well, Jerry, bad. If you don't ask God to forgive you, let it go because he has. No need to keep dwelling on it, dwelling on it. Dwelling. He, he done did it. He blessed you to go in there. You didn't have no problems when you went. Yeah. He moved on your behalf. Because I'm oh, sure what, okay, what was told to the nurse, I'm sure she went and told him, oh, they in there waiting on you. <laughs> and that was with the last <laughs> She really waiting on you. So he, he came in there and said, oh, no, i got to go in here with a different attitude. You know, because that, that's the, she's my patient, and I'm her doctor, and I shouldn't, you know, act like that. But we can't, you, you, I just learned over the years, you can't talk to people any kind of way and think they're going to love you, and uh, they'll hate you. And in the medical profession today, let me tell you something, don't give them no problems, because they could give you anything. Uh-huh, and then yeah, not be they poison you or kill you. I'm just telling you the truth. So you, we want to reflect on the future, not Jerry. On the present and the future. On the past, though, because we can't go back there and do nothing. When we think on the past, those are testimonies, and we don't want to think on the negative. We want to lift our hands and tell God, thank you for the testimony. Yeah, and it's all right today. In Jesus' name, yeah, it's already all right. Yes, Lord, thank you. Yes. 
All right, Sister Rita, I got this one for you this morning. Wait a minute, let me see if I, and I want to dedicate this one to you today. And uh, I'm praying for you, and I pray that the Lord will open doors because everything he has said concerning you, Sister Rita, is coming to pass. It may be slow, but it's coming to pass. And let me tell you something. If we honor in his word, it'll come quicker. And we don't want to be out of the will of God operating because of our flesh, because he can't move quick in that, because that's against him. That, that, that's carnal against spiritual. But if we walk in according to his will and his way, what he promised us, he's going to bring it quick. He's still going to bring it. But it's a real, real slow process because we sometimes we, we're walking in the wrong. Yeah. But you want to lift your eyes to the heel this morning as well. From which cometh your help? All of your help comes from the Lord, who made the heavens and the earth. Yeah, I thank God because I know I don't. I don't need a man. I don't. I don't need uh, nothing like that in my life. What I need is the Spirit of God more and the Word of God more. I need a more of a prayer life. And because of these things that I desire, God bring it to pass. But He blessed me. He blessed me. Because I want what he wants, spiritual, holy, clean. Yeah, that's what I want. Yeah, not a life of my flesh. But let me play this one for you, Sister Rita. I thought I found it. I did. I need Shalashi. I need Shalashi. I need you right now. I need you right now. I need Shalashi. I need Shalashi. Him of his garment, she'd be made whole, and all she said was, Oh Lord, oh yes, I need you right now. Oh Lord, oh Lord, I need you right now. There was a blind man in the Bible day. And he could not see When he heard that Jesus Was passing by He said, Lord, lay your hands on me I need you, Lord, I need you,
spreading the love worldwide. www.jesusinthemorningradio.com Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I know this for myself. God won't leave us. Mm-mm. He said he wouldn't leave us now forsake us. He's going to be with us until the end. But many times we leave him because of our flesh. We we leave him because the flesh wants something different than he's given in this hour. So we leave him and we take up with somebody else. And all the attention we should give to God, we're giving it to something else or someone else. But I'm grateful this morning unto him that we can always come back. He won't hold it against us. He won't bring it up. We may bring it up, but he will never bring that thing back because he put it in the sea of forgetfulness, never to remember it again. Yeah. So we just need to come back, give him our all, and strive for perfection in him and keep it going. Because this is what Apostle Paul said. He was going to show us a mystery, that we all would be changed in a twinkling of an eye. I think on that thing sometimes and get excited. Because I haven't arrived yet, you see. I'm not sitting in heaven. I'm sitting in Florida. <laughs> not not heaven. And I I yet got a long way to go. That's why I'm still here. I, I, I'm getting get the spots and the wrinkles ironed out of me. Yeah. So I thank him for the time that he gave me to work on me. Hallelujah. That he can use me to encourage others. Yeah, and be a blessing to others. I'm grateful unto him. And uh, you, you learn to love people. That, that That's what you do. Because God is love. And today I've heard people say, well, uh, she always over there with them, and she always with her, and she always come by her. And in their mind, oh, she gay. No matter, watch your husband. That's who gay. But anyway, I am a love of a person. I mean, I, I love people because God is love, even strangers. I never met them before, but I, I, I have a love for them because, again, God is love. And if we don't have love, we don't have God. And if you're picking and choosing who to love, I don't know what to tell you. He said, love your enemy. Oh, don't get that, Barbara. Don't get that. Is there anyone else this morning that has something they would like to say? Please feel free and press that number one and come in. I see you made it, Brother Louis. God bless you this morning. <laughs> God bless you. Yeah. Tell Sherry I said hello and God bless her today. Bless the both of you this weekend. Ah, uh, yeah. So if there's no one else, I will pray us out and uh, we pray the Lord bring us back. Monday morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for another episode of Jesus in the Morning. And have a good weekend. Go out and give somebody something. Give scriptures out. You know, this when you see people, God bless you and keep walking, but mean it when you say it. And keep walking. Yeah, give somebody something this weekend. Yeah, get out if you can. If it's warmer where you are, uh, get out, you know, uh, if there's a flea market of some kind, a bazaar they having or something, get out, yeah, and go take a look. And uh, if it's sunshiny where you, it may be cool or cold, but if it's, the sun is out, bundle up and go somewhere. 
if it's nothing but to a mall where you can walk a little bit or whatever, but get out today so that the anointing God have on you can bless other people. Yeah, because I go in stores. The store is blessed. Soon as I get in there, that line goes, I have gone in the store. Nobody was there. And when I get ready to get in the line, four people ahead of me, I said, now, you know, but that's because the blessings of the Lord begin to multiply. I'm in there. The anointing is blessing. Yeah. And so I've, I've gone to the doctor's office. People got a good report. Yeah, all kind of stuff. Yeah, that anointing makes the difference. Hallelujah. And everybody who's anointed, it makes the difference in your life. Thank you, Jesus. Let's pray and uh, we'll have our last song of the morning. And after the last song, I won't be coming back. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you today for all that has been said and done. We thank you for your word, John 11, 17 through 27. I am the resurrection and the life. Father, we thank you this morning that we can be dead. It's you that can bring us back. You can bring us back from being spiritually dead, physically dead, mentally dead. You can bring us back. So, Father, we want to say thank you to you this morning. We love you. We appreciate you. We're grateful unto you. We worship you in spirit and in truth. Father, there's none like you. You're our all in all. You're all we have today. Hallelujah. Mm. And without you, we can do nothing. We need you, all of us. We need you, Lord. We need you to remind us that you're coming back looking for your church. We need you to remind us that to be like Jesus. What you taught him, he he was willing to teach us. And God, if we're just accepted and walk according, help us this weekend to grow in you in the name of Jesus, to grow in your word, in your spirit. Father, help us to walk by faith and not by sight and strengthen us mm. in the name of Jesus. And as we depart this weekend, Father, bless our going out and our coming in. Meet the need in our lives according to your riches and glory by your son, Christ Jesus. Father, meet our wants according to your riches and glory by your son, Christ Jesus. Many of us want some things, and Lord, we can't get it without you. We need you to move on our behalf, for without you, we can do nothing. We ask that you would do it for all of us this weekend, those coming through the archives and the podcast, whenever they hear this. Father, do it for them in the name of Jesus. We bring bereaved families before you, God. Many have lost loved ones and friends and strengthen them in their hours of sadness, Lord, of, of loneliness, of missing a person that's gone on. Help us today in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask that you would touch and heal those that are sick here today those that are not feeling well, those that have some diagnosis from the doctor that's not good. We ask that you would touch and heal this morning in the name of Jesus. It's you that heal all manner of sickness and disease. And Father, we ask that you would do it today in the name of Jesus. Again, meet the need of your people here, Father. They come faithfully every morning to hear what you have to say to them, the church. 
Lord, they're seeking you. And Lord, we ask it again today that you would bless them beyond their wildest imagination. Move in uncommon ways for them, Lord. Send uncommon blessings and miracles their way today in the name of Jesus. Yesterday's gone, Father, and tomorrow's not promised, but we're here today. And Lord, open financial doors for your people. Money makes us happy. Money makes us glad. And Lord, we want money, big, big money. Nobody's mad but the devil. But God, we thank you that you have all power and you want your people to be happy. Give us a spirit of hunger and thirst after your righteousness. Give us a hunger and a thirst to study your word, to pray, oh God, more in the name of Jesus. And Father, we thank you for again for all you've done. What you're doing right now, great and mighty things, and what you're going to do. In the name of Jesus, we ask it all. Mm. Amen and hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Hallelujah. We can't thank you enough. Oh, thank you, Lord, for your many blessings. Thank you. If I was y'all, I would praise him this weekend because he's going to bless you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. The blessings of the Lord is going to fall upon you. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, glory. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, we thank you this morning. We can't thank you enough. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hey, he's blessing right now. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we give him glory. We give him honor and praise. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we are absent one from another. In the name of Jesus, go today in love and peace. Share the good news of Jesus and give someone something of quality. God loves a cheerful giver. Have a blessed day and a blessed weekend. I speak the blessings again of Almighty God upon you this weekend, starting April the 21st. 2023 in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Going to blessings of the Lord because they falling. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I'm glad I don't look like what I've been through. All right? Look at somebody and say, I'm glad, I'm glad. I don't look like I don't what look I've been through. Yeah, no, you said it to the wrong person. <laughs> Grab the person behind you and tell them, say, hey, you. I'm glad.
got a bike. I got a bike. I got a bike to break it. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.